there's a way for you to help. You just have to decide you're going to do that. I can do anything. As beautifully broken as I am, I can and will. I will get it done. Welcome to the first ever episode of Give, Amplify, Connect, a podcast presented by the Wolfpack Warriors Foundation and hosted by me, Christy Wolf. The Wolfpack Warriors Foundation supports local charities in Alberta, creating opportunities for access to the outdoors and athletics, children and their families, and women's education and leadership. Joining me on this very first episode is Glory Meldrum of Little Warriors. Little Warriors is a national charitable organization based in Alberta that's focused on awareness, prevention, and treatment of child sexual abuse. Let's hear a little bit more about Glory's story. I'm Glory Meldrum, and uh, I'm an entrepreneur by trade, but I'm also the founder and chair of Little Warriors and the Be Brave Ranch. Um, So 15 years ago, I had the idea to build an organization that would prevent child sexual abuse, advocate for these kids, treat them, educate people. And so 15 years ago, I set up that, um, and we started with a prevention program, uh, and then you know, nine years ago, uh, almost nine, we opened the first treatment center in the world for kids that have been sexually abused. Uh, It is now the world standard for care in trauma with kids that have been sexually abused. Um, We're um, peer reviewed. We're in nine medical journals uh, around the world. We uh, partner with the University of Alberta to measure all of our outcomes. Um, So that's a little bit about me and Little Warriors and the Be Brave Ranch. And I started it because my grandfather was a serial pedophile. And so I know exactly um, the horror that um, these children go through. Uh, We are now in the process of doubling the size of the Be Brave Ranch um, because uh, COVID has increased child sexual abuse um, cases by uh, at least 1400% because that's only what's reported. So now we're doubling the size and at the same time, Uh, We're building the first treatment center in the world for adults that have been sexually abused. So sexually abused as a kid like me. And uh, we've got it started. And I think we've raised on that one, 3 million out of 15. So it's, it's been uh, just pretty crazy, the demands of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we're just an organization that we don't take no and we just move because it's, you know, we're fighting for these kids and that's really all that matters to us. Um, also the mother proud mom of four beautiful kids. Um, my two top ones are in university, uh, one's in law school and, uh, the other one is in education. And, uh, then I've got a 15 and a 13 year old and I've been married for 27 years together, 29 So love of my life, most beautiful man that can put up with all of my brilliance and my crazy all in one package, which there's probably only one person on the earth that can do that. I was just talking about my own husband, just like he deals with my particular brand of crazy unbelievably well. Um, I can really appreciate that. Oh, I think God just storked them down for us because there was only one. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. And I did want to mention that, um, For anybody listening, Glory has done a podcast. I'm sure you've done many podcasts, but the one that I'm thinking of is with Carrie Dahl, The Inner Circle. So if you want to know more about Glory's story, that would be a good place to listen because you guys go quite deep into 
what's happened to you and why Little Warriors came to be. So um, I'll put a link to that in the podcast show notes as well so people can find that information. Yeah. The other thing too is um, I've also got, uh, I just always bring a copy so people remember, but I've also got a book called Warrior and you can get it on Amazon, but I recommend if you go to glorymeldrum.com, you can buy it and then all the money goes to Little Warriors and it's a Canadian bestseller. It's my whole in-depth story, even more than the Carrie Doll one. Yeah. Uh, and it's a very authentic, uh, raw book. And if you're a survivor and you don't want to read a little bit about my abuse, cause I didn't put, I put like 10% in there. Yeah. And if you don't want to just skip, I think it's chapters three, two and three. Uh, cause the book really is more about, you know, coming from completely broken. Yeah. How did I build myself? How did I build the ranch? Um, to kind of, you know, where I am and what I'm building today and the things that, that I still struggle with. So, you know, it's, um, a great book, but it's mostly of inspiration, not of like sharing, you know, intense trauma. I didn't want it to be a book about that so that people couldn't read it. And it really is an inspiring, hopeful book. If you check any of of the reviews. Well, I really appreciate that, that you kind of give people that trigger warning because they do a lot of work in digital storytelling and photography and talking about like, those hard times can show us how far we've come. They can be the jump off point for incredible things like Little Warriors and the Be Brave Ranch. Like none of that would have happened had this story not happened to you. And you've taken something negative and turned it into a positive. I also have to tell you, I did get the book yesterday. It came in the mail. Shannon had sent me one. So it is on my bedstand ready to read. And I that. Um, so thank you for that. You're welcome. So- we know a bit about your story and why you're involved and, and how the Be Brave Ranch came to be, but how has it changed your life? Gosh, in so many, so many ways. Um, for me, it really, I, I always say, like, I live my life living by God's whisper. And to me, God is love and love is God. It's, it's that simple, um, you know, is that God gave me this journey and the this purpose and this strength to go through it. Um, has that been easy? Hell no. Um, did I want to run for the mountains pretty much every day of the last 15 years? Because it's so much work in a space that is a very triggering space for me. I mean, think about it. I'm the poster child of child sexual abuse and everywhere I go, people are disclosing, right? And, you know, with that, I appreciate their bravery and all that, but it's, it's a very tough environment for me. Um, you know, I think that, um, God, how it's changed me as a person. It's, it's such a, we could have a whole podcast on this. I think that it's, um, taught me to believe, um, you know, I can remember when I first started and people, you know, we don't have enough to cut payroll. We're a couple months old and. The next thing you know, somebody knocks at the door of our tiny little office and they're like, carrier, open it up. And it's a check for 20 grand from an anonymous foundation. Like, you know, so I think I really learned um, faith and surrender, um, even on this new adult build, like people are like, you mean you have $20 million to raise right now between the adult center and the expansion of the kids center? And I'm like, yep. And I'm like, I could worry about that every day or I could just give it to God and let, let him work his magic. And so I've really learned, um, to lean into my faith, uh, to lean into my people that are my tribe, 
Um, I think that my tribe is representative of my growth and who I am and where I am as a human. Um, they're really solid, beautiful people that really would do anything for me. They were, you know, there when I almost died of cancer. So it's not only one time in my life that I had to dig for grit and resilience. Um, five years ago, I was diagnosed with um, stage three cervical cancer. So it was in my um, lymphatic system. It was a yeah. big tumor. And uh, I, got it, I got it because all cervical cancer is HPV. And I got it from my offender, uh, my grandfather, who was dead. So it would be an easy statement um, to say that was a mind screw. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a 14th month, 14 month nervous breakdown, uh, ended up on sedatives. My girlfriends were coming to wash my hair. So I share that to say that I learned humility and I learned grace. Yeah. Um, and I learned that you can't get through life without leaning on people is if they wouldn't have come and held me up, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. If it wasn't for that group of friends that loved me, held me, washed my hair, um, I really learned authentic friendship, love that you'd take a bullet for that person. Well, and it tells you that you're not alone. So regardless of whether they have had the same experiences as you, you find your people that have had similar experiences, but you also need people that haven't had those experiences. And how can you build from that? And I do find traumatic events like that will help you to realize who the true people are. Sometimes it's somebody who was not really in your life before and they come into your life more at that time. Or sometimes you lose people over instances like this and they just don't know how to be there to hold space for you or with you. And that is a part of life as well. I think it is. And I think, you know, if I look, my best friend at the time of 25 years was the one that actually left me during cancer. She was like, I said, I need you more. I'm suicidal. Can you help me? And she's like, I'm giving you all I can. And I'm like, guardian of my kid, you know, my kids, godmother, like that was my person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And even since that day, she's never, she's left and never come back. Yeah. Right. And I have no idea why. And so I, you can, you can really be mad and upset that people didn't reach out and all of those things, or you can focus on the gifts that God's given you. And all I needed was my husband. I needed my G squared team. Yeah. I needed my board to step in and to, you know, run little warriors while I was sick. Um, so, you know, I really learned, um, that sometimes you can't do it alone and without deep rooted connection, you don't have friends. Like, you know, I used to have those friends you shop with, you party with, you, you know, go for a run with, but you never talk about anything that matters. I mean, at almost 50, I just don't give a shit about that stuff anymore. You know, like it's, I'm here to have close bonded relationships and so I think that my journeys also um, taught me that it's taught me like, don't judge, you know, like sometimes we get, and, and I'm not perfect, but when I do judge, I try to be like, okay, glory, what is the mirror of that person that's upsetting you? Right. And you can't judge them because you've not walked in their shoes. And so I've really learned acceptance of where people are at and meeting them on their journey. Um, and that you know, that non-judgment piece and just that love piece to where they are. Honestly, Christy, there's so many things um, that I've learned and 
I would not give up almost dying from cancer. I would not give up being brutally raped for two years um, to accomplish what we've accomplished. Um, if I'm the sacrifice that had to happen to make little warriors happen, I'm okay with that. Oh right? That's a great way to think about it. A couple of things resonated for me there. Um, I've also had a relationship um, that fell apart around hard things. And to me, some of that, like I need, I need to go through the emotions of it. I need to talk about it. I need to process it, but I also need to like come out the other side. And that post-traumatic growth, I think is something that I really see in you. But I also wanted to take a second to talk about like right now, you, we were just talking about how, how things feel overwhelming, how we need a break, how there's so many things going on. And when you're not in like a traumatic situation, but you are having to figure out your mental health, what does that look like for you right now? You've talked about boundaries. You've talked about um, who the people are that you surround yourself with, but what else do you do for yourself that maybe doesn't involve other people? Uh, it, well, first I'm going to be honest. I'm, my mental health is awful right now. Yeah, It's brutal. Um, literally I think I was on the floor in the office crying and had one of my staff praying with me yesterday. Yeah. Um, because of my cancer journey, I actually, they put me on sedatives, a drug called clonazepam. And so I'm weaning off of that and it's like weaning off heroin and I've never been a drug person. So I'm working every day dealing with the agitation and the fragility of my emotions coming off this very bad drug, which to give you an idea will be about nine months until, and I got about five more and I'm off of it. And it's like a one day at a time, right? Like I literally, um, have never, um, felt a drug's impact like this one. Um, and so right now I'm completely burnt out. Like I'm yesterday, it was like, they looked at my schedule, they blocked, they took out everything I didn't need to do this week. Um, my assistants and just so that I can get through the week. And, you know, so what I'm doing and I've never done in 30 years, because people forget, they're like, oh, you're little warriors. I'm like, yeah. And I'm a mother and I run five businesses. Yes. Right? Like I'm, this is, and my, everybody says, they're like, how do you do it? I'm like, I don't, that's the secret. Everybody yeah. thinks I do, but the honest truth is, you know, it's, um, it's too much on one human. Right. So what I'm doing is, um, I'm just taking control of it. So I've got to get through this week and I'll work two days in January and then I'm taking a month off. But to be honest, there's so much on my plate that I like, it's even hard to use the, the self-help stuff yeah. because there's not a minute. Yeah. Like, and yeah. so, you know, I've been doing things like, you know, reorganizing. Um, I did a reorg with our CEO at Little Warriors to take more things off my plate. We brought other people in. I've done the same thing in my businesses. All right now, it's about shedding things off my plate um, before I crack. Yeah. And, you know, most people that are public, live a public life wouldn't even say that, but I don't really give a shit. It's the truth. I, I think it's so important. I'm so glad that you were openly talking about all of these things because many of us have roles that are just like, over and above each other and, and demands that are pulling our time in so many different ways. And how do you continue to manage that so that you can show up for the people that you actually need to show up for? Yeah. And for um, right now, I need to show up for myself. Yes. Even though I've got some damage control with my kids that I've got to do. And yep. I always do. Little, yeah, exactly. Little <laughs> I shouldn't be, but at the end of the day, 
I've made a decision and this was about three months ago that I am like, don't call me unless even if it's burning, call the insurance company. Like the only Gary will, my husband will triage all my emails. And if he needs to call me on something, he'll be the only one that does. And right now that's what I need is space away just to be glory. Who is the human, not glory, the mom, glory, the business owner, glory, the little warriors lady. Like I'm not well, like COVID, you know, so you imagine you go through all your cancer stuff and you're not even halfway through and you finally get back to work and COVID hits. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, like it was, it was like, wait, like boulder after boulder after boulder, like I'm spent and I'm raising up my hand saying I am unwell. I am taking off and I am going to go get, I am going to go get my mental health back on track. So I'll do lots of yoga, lots of exercise, lots of spinning, lots of hiking, uh, and lots of giggling. Yes. Right. You yes. know, there's not much life in my, not much in my life right now that makes me laugh. Yeah. It's just all pressure. Yeah. Um, and you know, I also, Christy, want people to know, like when you see like people like me in the media and doing this and, you know, being acknowledged for things like understand there's truth under that. Yeah. Right. Like not that long ago, I got this, the government gave me this grit award and I was like, you gotta be kidding. Like, but they were right. I am the grittiest person you'll ever meet, Yeah. but it doesn't mean that I don't fall to my knees, lose my shit. And it takes me a bit, but I always get back up. Yeah. That's the difference. And do I want to get back up sometimes? Hell no. But what are you going to do? Stay in that space? That space will kill you. You got to get back up. And that's what grit is. And so trust me, I'm using every bit of grit and resiliency and emotional capacity to get through the next four days Yeah, because I need a break that bad. But well, I want to yeah. really thank you for your honesty in this yeah. conversation and your vulnerability, because I do think this needs to be talked about more and more. And this is, this is exactly what I think this whole idea of Give, Amplify, Connect is about. How do we get these stories out there so that people recognize that the leaders that we see are not holding it all together all of the time? They're not holding it together by the hour, dear. Like, I, oh, I know. <laughs> and like, I, and thank you for talking about that because it is uncomfortable. I also want to mention that we are recording this in December because you're going away. And I'm so glad you have all those opportunities, but people are not going to hear this until February. So I am hoping that I will just put a little note in there saying she's doing awesome. Here's a yeah. picture of her in Cabo. It's yeah. taking the time that she needs and she'll come back stronger but these things are important and taking your time for yourself and your family is also incredibly important. And, and sometimes you just got to say, I'm getting off the treadmill. Yeah. Like I remember people saying to me, they're like, how do I get off? I'm like, step. Yeah. And with me, that's the schedule's closed. So this week it was, I had a bunch of stuff, canceled half of it, more than half of it. And uh, said to my assistants, there's no more bookings unless yeah. it's cleared by me. Right. Like it's, it's having those boundaries and the people around me to protect me when I'm not doing well. Cause I don't, I'm not at 110 capacity right now. I'm very, I'm low. Um, and there is no, there was no decision for me not to go away. Right. You know, like I'm like, I, I have to do this. It's not an option. And I think that we've got to do that sometimes is tell people, talk about it, you know, is that, I got, I've had mental health issues since I was a little girl. I can't wait till my adult center opens, which is called our lighthouse so that 
I can actually go and get treated by the best in the world, which is my team, right? And yeah, and so mental health is the dirty stigma, but there's no one I know that isn't struggling, not one person. So let's come back to Little Warriors. I want to hear a story of impact, especially about why you're doing the Adult Center. What is it that kind of got that going? Um, Because this is a new and big and different thing. This is not happening in most organizations. So why why did that come about? Um, It was always part of my my vision from 15 years ago uh, to do it. And um, do you know how many friends that are survivors that are drug addicts, alcoholics, cutting, have committed suicide, um, can't function in their daily lives, or debilitated by anxiety, depression, severe PTSD. Do you know how many of them I know? Yeah. Thousands. And you know what? Their life won't change unless we build this and the community supports us to do so. Yeah. Like the prostitution, drugs, alcohol, homelessness, it's all tied back to child sexual abuse. People may not want to talk about it, but I'm telling you right now, I can give you all the numbers. 95% of prostitutes were sexually abused. You want to get rid of prostitution? Get these kids help early. And don't let these adults like me live in their pain every single day. And I've done every single therapy that exists. I went to a trauma center in the US. I took the Hoffman process. Name it, I've done it but I've never had an intensive program that focused on my abuse, right? So I'm building it for all of the survivors that are kids and adults, because some of the kids have not even disclosed. They don't disclose till they're 18. So I'm building a continuum of care that I've got them. If they disclose when they're young, I've got them. If they disclose when they're older, I've got them. Yeah. So anybody over the age of 18 to whatever age, 99, 105, they'll all be welcome. But I'm, I'm done seeing my friends and people fall into my arms. Um, I'm going to help them get better. You know, even though I'm not good, I'm going to find my way back, find my grit, find my resilience, find my emotional meg- regulation because people need this. Yeah. And do, I mean, do I have the capacity right now? No, I don't, but I don't, it doesn't mean I walk away in the end of this, if I die from a heart of attack, because it's all stressed me out and my adult center gets built and you know, my tree, the, my kids program doubles and all of that. I'm good. I can lay on that deathbed and say, you know what? I'm good. Yep. Well, you've built people around who can step in and do these things as well. Like you've talked about stepping away and taking some time for yourself. But you've also talked about the fact that this has been three months of like building up to reorganizing things so that people can step in and they want to step in and they have the ability and capacity to step in. So that in itself is creating um, a ripple effect of who else can do this because it can't just be glory always doing this. That's the thing I encourage people like, you know, maybe you look at me and say, oh, wow, she looks fine and all these things. but if every person donated a dollar, you know what I mean? In the country, in Alberta, like help us. It shouldn't be on one person, one organization, like get involved. If you don't have money, volunteer. If you got five bucks, give it. Like you don't know, we are the ones that are doing the work 
so that all of our children can, can recover from this horrific crime. Yeah. Be part of it. Don't leave it all on people. You know what I mean? Like me, like I need an army. Yeah. And I can't understand why I can't build a huge one, Christy, given that I'm, that we're saving the lives of kids that have been raped and molested and human trafficked and in cults. And you know what I'm saying? Like, if this isn't a worthy cause to stand up and fight for, what is, what is man? Right. That perfectly leads into what I was just thinking about. Just like, how can we help as a Wolfpack Warriors Foundation and just through this podcast to get people to give, to amplify the message, to connect with other people. I don't want them to connect with you. I want them to connect with your organization and the people around. So you've mentioned a few things, giving a small amount of money, volunteering your time. What are some other things that people can do to help? You know what? Hold a third party event. You organize an event, raise the money. Look at the list. If you've got a company, we've got a resource list on our website that lists everything that we need, not for the adult center yet, but um, but everything in general, like, you know, if you raise turkeys, well, you think that my kids have Thanksgiving dinner if, if people don't give turkeys? No. Yeah. God, if you, you know, we have one lady that makes pierogies for the kids. There's a way for you to help. You just have to decide you're going to do that. Yeah. Right. But, you know, I've got $20 million to raise to make this happen. What we're doing with the Wolfpack Warriors and the initiative we're working on with you um, has really taught me a lot. Your website is phenomenal. Your third-party resources for supporting people in getting them a clear message out is, I haven't seen anything like it, I have to tell you. So I have shared it with um, quite a few people already, and I will continue to do that. And that is part of the purpose of this podcast is getting this message out. If you want to love me and show me you do, and you respect what I've done and what my organization has done, then help me. Right. You know, is that I've tell, tell you one thing that I, that I learned that I didn't mention. I can do anything as broken, as beautifully broken as I am. I can and will do, I will get it done. Yeah. And anybody that knows me is knows it that when I say I'm going to build a treatment center, they start writing checks because they know that at my own personal sacrifice, I will get that done. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but making change takes a movement. Tell 10 people, make the commitment that you are going to tell 10 people, you're going to get educated on little warriors. You're going to tell 10 of your friends what we do and the help that we need. And number two, you're going to take my prevention program that protects 10 kids in your life from being sexually abused and it's free. That's those two things, right? And it is about just finding like and connecting people to what's already there. I think the prevention side of what you are doing is a really important part. My background is as a teacher. Um, I was in Edmonton for 10 years in Calgary before that. And I didn't know what to do for kids who had been abused. I had no idea where to turn for mental health supports for children because it's not clear messaging. So friends, here's a clear message. If you would like to help support children who have been sexually abused, please look at what Little Warriors is doing. They're not the only organization in Alberta or in Canada, but bringing the conversation forward and and finding out about prevention strategies is one thing that you can do. I think it's important too, is that yes, there is Christy, other people that are in the industry doing great things. Um, when it comes to the treatment side, there isn't anybody else in the world. 
Like that's the other thing that I want Albertans to be proud of. We built this. We as Albertans built the first treatment center for sexually abused kids in the world. And we should be damn proud. And you know what? We're going to do it again. And we're going to build the adult treatment center. And we're going to, we're going to double the size of little warriors capacity, because you know what? People are good and they want to be part of something that changes the trajectory of generations to come. Yeah. Right. I just know the goodness and the love of people. So, okay. My last question for you. We've talked a lot and we've been, you've been really open with this conversation. And I so appreciate that. And I have to be, tell you that when people are talking about hearing about Wolfpack Warriors updates, they're talking about, thank you for bringing on people who will tell the truth and talk about tough topics because that is not easy to find. Um, and, and it can be overwhelming for a lot of people. So if you are still listening right now, thank you for making it through because this, it's not easy to talk about these things, but we have to talk about them. Okay. So my last question. Who inspires you? Um, two people. Uh, number one, all of the kids um, that have been uh, sexually abused and the people that love them and are helping me, I love them. Like I, I, I love them. They inspire me. They fill my cup. I'm meeting with a beautiful man named Delhi today that owns his own business. And he's like, he mentioned me in a podcast and my book and what we were doing. And I was like, I need to meet you love, you know? And so people that help and believe in us and all of those kids. And when I see them at the end of their treatment and they're better, and now they're getting married and doing mission trips in Africa and they inspire me. Yeah. Um, the second person and the most important person in my life, um, you know, people are going to be like, you're going to pick your kids or, you know, you're going to pick Oprah. No, I'm not. I'm actually going to pick um, my husband is my life, my world, my soul. Um, without him, there would be no little warriors. I wouldn't be alive. I would have exited this planet. That man is an angel from heaven. Um, an angel from heaven. He inspires me. God, his true ability to love, to love me for both my brilliance and my brokenness is he's the guy laying on the floor with me when I'm having a meltdown, rubbing my back, you know, like the unconditional love from him is what inspires me that even in my brokenness, someone can love me that much. Yeah. My husband is who I aspire to be on many, many levels. He's in the background, but you would, th there would be no this person. He is single-handedly the most influential, um, most inspiring, most beautiful human I've ever met. Okay, so on that note, go tell him. I will. You can listen to this. I will. And I would say to everybody listening, who is that person for you? Have you told them? Because that is one of the things we don't hear those things um, enough. And so just taking a moment and telling somebody how much they mean and, and what they've done in your life to help you move forward is incredibly powerful. And I think everybody needs to hear that. Thank you for your time. Thank you for what you do for kids and for their families and take that time for you. I will.
And thank you for being such a beautiful human. I love you. I just can't wait till I get to snuggle and hug you. Well, friends, that's it. The first episode of Give, Amplify, Connect is in the books. Thank you so much to Glory Meldrum and her team at Little Warriors. You are doing amazing work in our community for kids and their families. Thank you. For more information, you can visit littlewarriors.ca. The link is in our show notes below. If there's someone you think might benefit from knowing about Little Warriors who may be able to use their programs, please connect with them, connect with us, and we will put you in touch. On a final note, remember to take care of yourself and your pack. You matter. Okay, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. Hush, my darling, gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay.